Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Well, bless the Lord, everybody. This is Pastor Winfred Burns of Word Worship and Witness Ministry, uh, once again coming to you with the Word on Wednesday. I pray that you have had a nice warm day, a nice comfortable day. It is cold out there, and I don't like the cold, so I try to stay away from it, and I know that it's supposed to get colder, but in any event, I welcome you tonight in the name of Jesus uh, to our teaching on dirty words. Um, Last week, uh, we looked at the word discipline, and we discovered that it was a word that we um, treat as a dirty word because we didn't understand what God was doing with his discipline, and we didn't understand really what that word meant. We associated it with punishment. Um, Essentially what we had done is we associated it with um, a punishment that enslaves and controls, and instead what discipline, and especially discipline from God, biblical discipline is designed to do, It is designed to teach us and free us to live our best lives. And so I hope you enjoyed that teaching. Um, You can go back in the Global Drive, for those of you who didn't get it last week. You can go back in and you could re-listen to that teaching. I did it. I listened to it again today. And, uh, again, I was blessed, even though I was the vessel being used. Um, So... Before I announce tonight's dirty word, uh, we're going to have a word of prayer, and then I'm going to invite some people to um, those who don't know Jesus and how he has pardoned their sins. I'm going to invite them to accept Jesus Christ tonight. So without any further ado, let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we come to say thank you. We come blessing you and praising you, for you are good and your mercy endures forever. Tonight, as we enter into your word, we pray that you would lead us and that you would guide us. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would speak to the people tonight concerning uh, this word. We ask that you would permeate their minds. Oh, God, how we need you tonight. Um, During the course of this week, as you have led me into this study and as you've spoke with me about certain things, and we've had a number of experiences in your word concerning this dirty word, Father, it's been almost overwhelming. And so tonight we would pray that you would minister to those who are listening to this word. We pray, O oh God, that you would touch them in their lives and that you would heal them in their lives, that you would lead them and draw out of them that which you need to draw out of them. O oh God, there is a balm in Gilead to heal our sin-sick souls. And we thank you that you have provided it for us. We bless you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Now, as I do every week, my purpose in coming out is not only just to strengthen the body, but to add unto the body by inviting others who don't know that God has given them a special gift, and that gift is his son, Jesus Christ, that God himself has declared that you are forgiven. And because you are forgiven because of what his son did, you need to accept that forgiveness. And how do you accept that forgiveness for your sins? You ask Jesus to come into your life. You just pray that simple prayer, dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, but your son died for me. And I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God who has died for my sins. I believe he, he, he is the gift that you have given me that allows me to become a son or a daughter of God. And so I asked you to save me. I asked you to accept me. I asked you to come into my heart. I asked you to be my father. Let me be your son. Let me be your daughter. I ask this in Jesus' name. And if you pray that prayer, then what I want you to do tonight is I want you to find a Christian friend, find a church, a pastor, and tell them that I prayed and the Lord has saved me. Now I need to know what I'm supposed to do next. I need to know more about this salvation. I need to know how to learn, how to walk with Jesus. I know how, I need to learn how to be his child. And I'm telling you right now that there are churches and that there are Christians out there who have been especially prepared to receive you and usher you into the kingdom of God. And so... I'm asking you, after you prayed that prayer, go find one of them. And if you can't find one, why don't you just call me or or, or email me at wburns7756 at gmail.com. wburns7756 at gmail.com. There's a call-in number. It's 977-something. And I don't have my notes over here because I switched positions because we're having some studio problems, and so I had to jiggle some things around, and my son is actually being my engineer tonight, and I praise God for him uh, for helping me and everything, but the bottom line is get in touch, get in touch with somebody, and tonight if you have questions or anything as usual, I think those of you know that number, or if you're out on Periscope, what you can do is you can um, you can just flash it across the bottom of the screen, amen? So, let me get a sip of this tea to keep my throat wet, and then we're gonna we're gonna get to work. Now, last week's dirty word was discipline. This week's dirty word. And before I give it to you, I know you many of you have your Bibles, and so I want to make sure you have a Bible. But I also need you to get a rag. Just get a rag. Um, uh, some, we call them snot rags. You can get a, some tissue, whatever. But I guarantee you that if you let the Holy Spirit work with you tonight, you're probably going to need it. I know that I have um, I've needed it because there have been some, this dirty word has caused me to really go in, uh, allow the Holy Spirit to go into some places that I didn't even know existed. And I need you to trust God tonight as he uses me. I need you to be real comfortable knowing that what the Holy Spirit is going to do as we expose this dirty word tonight 
is an operation that has been sanctioned by God. Okay? And so trust God tonight, even right now. I want you to just lift your hands up. Just, just lift your hands up to the Lord and say, I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. Now, you ready? Got your rag? Got your Bible? Tonight's dirty word is forgive. The dirty word for tonight is forgive. Now, you say, why is that a dirty word? Because we don't understand the power of this word in our individual lives in the life of the Christian community, in the body of Christ. And when I say the life of the Christian community, I'm referring to, here here we go, in the life of the, (laughs) there was somebody on Periscope that was saying, oh, here we go, yep, we are going, we're going there. Um, In the life of the Christian community, when I say that, I mean the local church, in the body of Christ, and more importantly, how this is a reflection of God. So we're going to deal with that because forgive, when 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 we're operating in forgiveness or, or when we're operating in unforgiveness, we release a power upon ourselves that will either bring life or death. We know that life and death is in the power of the tongue, but when we fail to understand forgiveness, when we fail to understand how forgiveness operates within the body of Christ and that impact that it has, again, not just on us, but on our local church as well as the universal church. When we when we don't when we fail to understand how all that is interconnected and how it hinders or advances the plan of God, when we fail to understand that, then we some we we, we don't we don't recognize the power that God has given us. And so the first thing I want to do is I want to let you know. Oh, well, no, hang on, hang on. I'm not going to go that fast. I'm going to slow down just for a second. I want you to say something right now. I want you to agree with me and and do exactly as I asked you to do. I want you to go into your mind right now, and I want you to find somebody that you have ought with, somebody that you're in disagreement with, somebody that did something to you, and and I know I, I know I'm going to a I know I'm going to a place of sensitivity, but I want the, I want you to open yourself up to the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit guide you to that individual who offended you and did not make the proper restitution. They said something to you nasty, and they never came back and apologized. They promised that you would do that they would do something for you and they made an agreement with you and they broke the agreement and they never came back and said anything. They they they, they hurt you in such a way that, that that 
it, it's to this very day it bothers you. Find just one individual like that, and I want you to see him in your mind's eye right now. Let the Holy Spirit guide you into it. Let the Holy Spirit guide you to that person. And then here's what I want you to do. In your heart of hearts, I want you to speak from that place and simply say, I forgive you. Only say it, oh. Just say, I forgive you. Now, I know that, that, that right now somebody's choking. Somebody's choking because they're like, but but I I I don't want to or or this is hard or they didn't they 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 hurt me or they didn't pay me back or they didn't do me right or they did me wrong. I want you because forgiveness is an act of the will. I want you to reach down and with all of the power that is within you, just merely say, I forgive you. And I want you to mean it too. Hmm. First of all, by the power of God, you can forgive them. Forgiveness is a kingdom principle. The kingdom operates the kingdom operates efficiently when there is an abundance of forgiveness. Forgiveness is, write it down if you can, forgiveness is a kingdom principle. It is one of the principles by which we who are members of the kingdom of God, and when I say the kingdom of God, I mean the rule of God. If God is reigning in your life, if God is reigning in your home, then you operate under the kingdom principle of forgiveness. Secondly, forgiveness allows you to reflect the image of God in your life. God is a God of forgiveness. God is a God who seeks ways to forgive his people as well as all mankind. From the time of the first sin in the garden, God's program has been forgiveness. The sin separated us in the garden, but God has looked and made a program He's designed his total program around one thing, forgiveness. And by Jesus Christ, the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, we have been forgiven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, third thing. Okay, so the first one is forgiveness is a kingdom principle. The second thing is Forgiveness is a reflection of God. So when you walk in unforgiveness, you're not reflecting God. You are reflecting the flesh. You are reflecting your will. You are reflecting something that is not godly, but instead satanic. Thirdly, you have the power to forgive. By the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus gives us the authority 
to announce forgiveness, to actually forgive sins. Look at um, let's let's we're gonna. I just want to I want to give you the proof for that. Go to John chapter twenty. John twenty. I want to read it to you because there's some. I'm going to put, I'm going to give you scripture to back up everything that I say. Everything that I say, I'll give you scripture to back it up. Go to John chapter twenty and look at verse nineteen. I'm going to read John chapter twenty verse nineteen. It says, "On the evening of that first day of the week." When the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he had said this, he showed them his hands inside. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Part of our job as ambassadors for Christ, as disciples of Jesus Christ, is to go throughout the land and tell people your sins are forgiven. Can you imagine tomorrow morning going into the office and you see that young lady coming down and her head is bowed down or she's walking down the hall and, and, and all of a sudden you just walk up to her and say, your sins are forgiven. You know, she's going to look at you like you have lost your mind, but inside of her, there's going to be a shout in her spirit. Can you imagine going up to some brother tomorrow and saying, your sins are forgiven. You have the power, you have the authority to remit sins. You have the power to announce to them, your sins are forgiven. And it's not that you've done it, you've announced it, you've told them. And if they receive it, their sins are forgiven. They might say, what do you mean my sins are forgiven? Jesus Christ died for you. And when he died, your sins are forgiven. Isn't that powerful? Can you imagine when back in the day when you before you came to know Christ that you walked up to somebody that somebody walked up to you and said, Sister, brother, your sins are forgiven. Wow. And that's really what it's all about. Because Jesus Christ was on the cross forgiving making sure that our sins were paid for and God could announce, your sins are forgiven. When Jesus went to heal that guy, uh, and, and they remember those, those guys dropped him down through the roof, and he walked up to him, and he says, what did he say? He didn't say, take up your bed and walk. That was later. Right from the beginning, he says, your sins are forgiven. And the, and, and the scribes and the Pharisees, they were all upset because they said, who can forgive sins but God? And Jesus was announcing, hey, I am. I'm God. 
And we announce when we go to people and say, to tell and point out to them, your sins are forgiven. We lift that burden up off of them. But now, let me say this. Those of us who have people with arts against them, you know, those of us who, who, who are walking in unforgiveness, I'm going to let you know that your failure to forgive, and this will take me probably take me into next week's teaching, by the way, because I won't get a chance to, to get as deep into it as I want to, but when you fail to forgive, it leaves a hole in your soul. Unforgiveness bur- literally burns a hole in a deep place within you. And just like in the body, when, when our skin is broken or we get shot or we get wounded in some kind of way, if it is not tended to, disease and bacteria set up in that place and it festers and the next thing you know we got an infection that will lead to something else that will lead to something else that eventually lead, it leads to a loss of a limb or if we don't treat that thing properly uh, get gangrene and if we don't treat that properly it infects the whole body forgiveness affects us in ways that we don't even comprehend, or excuse me, unforgiveness affects us in ways that we don't even comprehend. You know, I was reading a book um, on forgiveness, and or actually this one's about emotions. And I just want, I want to show it to you. It's, it's by a guy by the name of Don Colbert, and I don't want you to think that... Um, that I, you know, that all of the things that I'm saying just come off the top of my head. No, uh, I can validate them through Scripture, of course. But sometimes I go to some people who specialize in things like this. And Don Colbert writes this book, Deadly Emotions, and the um, the title is Deadly Emotions: Understand the Mind-Body-Spirit Connections That Can Heal or Destroy You. And what he says is that unforgiveness opens up the door to autoimmune disorders, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, multiple sclerosis, irritable bowel syndrome, panic attacks, mitral valve prolapses, heart palpitations, tension, migraine headaches, chronic back pain, hypertension, coronary coronary artery disease. See, so I'm letting you know that when we practice unforgiveness, and unforgiveness is not a kingdom principle. Forgiveness is the kingdom principle. When we fail to forgive, when we fail to understand forgiveness and the power of forgiveness, we open the door on ourselves to a lot of physical disease, emotional hurts, depression, and suicidal tendencies, as well as spiritual, as well as spiritual penalties. So let's first start out by understanding what that word forgive means. Forgive, there's like six words in the Bible, six or seven words and different forms of them that, that, that um, are used to portray the concept of forgiveness. 
Now, we are familiar with the release aspect of forgiveness. Forgiveness means to release someone from a debt owed. So if somebody didn't say they're sorry to you and you holding that against them, then or holding on to that, you need you, forget. When we say forgive, we're saying release them from that. Forgive also has the connotation of lifting up something, lifting it up off of somebody, getting rid of a burden. There's a word in it for forgiveness that is utilized. That means that we graciously, uh, I believe it's in Second uh, Corinthians. I'm looking here. Here's my notes. Oh, no, where's my notes at? There it is right there, right in front of you, boy. If a snake would have bit you. Forgiveness, there's a word uh, called cherizomai, okay, that's used in 2 Corinthians. And I will go to that just in a second. Uh, 2 Corinthians 2, as a matter of fact, start flipping over there. And basically what that word says is that we're going to show him favor. We're going to pardon him graciously. We're going to remit a person's sins. We're going to wipe the slate clean. Now, that's still yet another uh, um, aspect of forgiveness. So when we look at and let's look at it real quick before I go any further. Go to Second Second Corinthians. <clears throat> and it's chapter 2. And it's the passage where, where Paul is talking about that guy who had done some really bad stuff over in First Corinthians and he turned him over to Satan. Well, that one. That's the one that, that, that I want to look at. Corinthians chapter 2, and it's verse um, 7. Am I in the right place? No. Two. Here, let me look at. Let me let me get to. I'm looking. I'm gonna start reading at verse one. So I made up my mind that I would not make another painful visit to you. For if I grieve you, who is left to make me glad but you whom I have grieved? I wrote as I did so that when I came, I should not be distressed by those who ought to make me rejoice. I had confidence in all of you that you would all share my joy. For I wrote you out of great distress and anguish of heart and with many tears, not to grieve you, but to let you know from the depth of know the depth of my love for you. As if anyone has caused grief, he has not so much grieved me as he has grieved all of you, to some extent, not to put it too severely. The punishment infli inflicted on him by the majority is sufficient for him. Now instead you ought to forgive and comfort him so that he will not be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. I urge you, therefore, to reaffirm your love for him. So look at what he says. Now, instead, you ought to forgive. And that word that he, that he uses, that word cherazomai, means to graciously pardon him. But not only does he say graciously, say graciously pardon him, but he also says that reaffirm your love for him. So forgiveness is a grace. Forgiveness is a responsibility. 
and we have been given the authority to lift up the burden. We've been given the authority to release someone from their offenses. We've been given the authority to pardon them from their sins. Not only have we been given the authority to do these things, but God has commanded us to do it, and he's made our forgiveness conditional upon us forgiving. And when I, when I was going through that, I really had a problem with it because I said, God, wait a minute, hold on. My relationship with you is contingent upon my relationship with somebody else? I thought this was an A and B thing, just me and you. But you are saying that the way I treat somebody in terms of forgiveness is is a condition for you forgiving me? Oh, wow. Forgiveness is a command of God. Turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, look at verse, I'm going to start at 29, and, you know, he's given us some commands that teach us how to walk as children of light. And I want to start at 29, and I'll, I'll get to where I'm going. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Watch this. Forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. So what he's saying here is that, number one, forgiveness is not an option. Forgiveness is a command. And look at from 29 to all the way up to the end of that chapter. He gives us some instructions of things to get rid of, and he commands us to get rid of unforgiveness. He commands us, To forgive as children of light, we are to spread forgiveness. We are to practice forgiveness. We're not to harbor unforgiveness in our hearts. You see, the purpose of forgiveness is reconciliation and restoration. When we practice forgiveness, we bring into existence the order of God. What do you mean by that? What did I say at first? The purpose of forgiveness is reconciliation and restoration. God has placed us in a certain order. He's placed us in relationship with one another as brothers and sisters within the body and as ministers of the gospel to mankind. 
And if we allow ourselves to move outside of that order and walk in unforgiveness, then our relationship with each other as well as our relationship with God is hindered. And so we are out of order. Forgiveness puts us back in the order of God. Uh, uh, um, oh, by the way, that person that 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 we uh, announced forgiveness to at the beginning of of uh, our lesson, I want you to to right now just see them in your mind's eye again and say, "I forgive you." Go ahead, I'll say it again. I forgive you. Mm-hmm. I release you. I lift the burden off of you. I'm letting you go. You know, when I, as I was going through this, um, and and looking at some of the things that I was, some of the unforgiveness that I was harboring in my heart, you know, I like, you know, I like, I have to joke with myself because I laugh to keep from crying, but. I did a Teddy Pendergrass on some people. I started singing, think I got to let you go, because it looks like another love TKO. Hey, hey, hey. And one by one as I opened the doors to let them out, because, you know, when we, when we, when we walk in unforgiveness, what we've done is we've taken these people prisoners. And we're feeding them with bitterness and bile and hatred, and all of that stuff is coming from within us. And I, and I, I, I was opening jail cells because I had, I found out I had a lot of prisoners. Yes, I did. I didn't I didn't even know they were there. I'm so used, as you say, you get so used to being evil and mean that you forget that you that you don't notice that you're being evil and mean, that you're being disobedient to God. I'm gonna tell the truth and shame the devil. And so when God began to reveal those things and allow those me to see those things, oh, I got to sing them. I sing them. I sang them out of the jail. Because I think I got to let you go. Because it looks like another love TKO. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, I did. I sang to him. Sang them right on out. Let them go. 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 Say it again. I forgive you. You see, I'm, I'm, I'm being a little humorous tonight. Because I know this hurts. I know this is this is painful for some people, but I need you to do that. God wants you to do that. God wants you to walk in in in, in harmony with him. And to walk in harmony with God, you've got to be willing to forgive. Did you hear how that was said? You must be willing to forgive. See, because somebody out there right now is saying, I can't, I can't. Are you willing to? Are you willing to? Is it your will to be obedient to God? Is it your will to answer his command, yes? And if you can will yourself, if, you, if it's your will to obey the word of God, ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, help me right now. Because I want to open this jail cell up and I want to let these prisoners out. I want to I release them. I want I want to forgive them. Say it now. I forgive you. You see, the more you practice forgiving, the easier it gets. I forgive you. 
Now, I want to show you one other thing. Remember I talked about that passage over in um, 2 Corinthians? Go back to that because there was, there was a piece that I, I missed. And then I'm going to, I got to check the time, and I don't even know how to check the time. Let me see if I can check the time this way. Yeah, okay. I think I might have to step away because I don't have a watch to check this time. But when when he's talking about when he's talking about forgiveness in Second Corinthians, I didn't read down far enough. It says, I'm gonna start at seven now. Now instead you ought to forgive and comfort him so that he will not be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. I urge you therefore to reaffirm your love for him. The reason I wrote you was to see if you would stand the test and be obedient in everything. If you forgive anyone, I also forgive him. And what I have forgiven, if there was anything to forgive, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake, in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. When we practice forgiveness, when we obey God's command to forgive, we foil the plans we out, uh, uh, of Satan. We outwit him. He's not going to outwit us. He's not going to dupe us into doing something that is going to be harmful to us, harmful to the body, harmful to our church, harmful to the mission that God has sent us on. If we, if, if we harbor unforgiveness, there's a lot at stake. And we know Satan's end game. What is his end game? The thief cometh not but for to kill, steal, and destroy. I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The key to an abundant life is forgiveness. You know, just as I was um, getting ready to come on the radio on the radio tonight and on Periscope, the Holy Spirit reminded me of something. I didn't look at it, and I'm I'm out, I'm out of order right now in terms of my notes, and I, I need to do this. I'm, I need to follow the uh, move of the Holy Spirit. I believe what was it? Was it John chapter five? I believe it was John five. I was trying to get to. Let me see if I see it. Five. Oh, is it 523? I think that's what was in my mind. Oh, I can't. Uh, I'll find it just before we get off the air. But anyway, I want to give you another principle, okay? I, I already told you that the purpose of forgiveness is reconciliation, that forgiveness is a command, and that failure, this is the next point, failure to forgive, failure to forgive results in an inability to re- to receive God's forgiveness. <laughs> Excuse me. Turn to turn to Luke six thirty seven. I don't know what my timing looks like in this. I'm flying blind tonight, folks. I didn't. I walked in here. I didn't bring anything that tells me what time it is. Luke six thirty seven. Here, yeah. It says, 
Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Now, we love, we, what the, the passage that we love to quote is, given it will be given to you, a good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Now, we like that portion, but we forget the portion, forgive and you will be forgiven. Failure to forgive results in an inability to be forgiven. Turn to Matthew chapter 6. Unforgiveness, our lack of forgiveness, reveals the hypocrisy that reigns in our life. Turn to Matthew chapter 6. This is where we'll probably end the night. And if you would just give me a second, I want to take, uh, I want to I run away from the camera, away from the phone, just for a second. And I want to see what time it is, because I don't have any way of knowing what time it is, because yours truly walked out without watch, without telephone. I'm not over at the, uh, the regular computer tonight to see how much time I have left and when I should be blessing people and releasing people and Oh, I'm in a bad way. Hang on just for a second. You go to Matthew 6 real quick. I'm back. I got 20 minutes. Okay, I'm in good shape. And if somebody out there that has a watch, oh, there you, now you're going to put it up there. 741, good. Yeah, keep me on time. We, I, need to, I need to start wrapping up at about, oh, no, oh. Mm, mm, mm. Look at me fumbling the night. Okay, I need to start wrapping up at about, uh, five minutes too. So if you got a watch in front of you, let me know when it gets to be about five minutes too. I appreciate that. Look at my point was unforgiveness. Thank you. Unforgiveness reveals hypocrisy. Now look at uh, Matthew chapter six, and I'm going to start reading at verse five. Look at what it says. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Do you see that? First of all, the first thing we need to see is that 
unforgiveness brings us into association with hypocrisy. If we claim to be God's children, then we are to walk as we have been taught, and we should be do the things that our Father does. Our Father is a forgiver, therefore his expectations for his children are to walk in forgiveness. Our Father does not desire for us to walk the walk of death, but instead he is training us to walk the walk of life by opening up the doors of our, the prisons that we maintain in our heart by um, withholding forgiveness and holding grudges and holding arts and holding offenses and releasing those people, pardoning those people, taking the, the burden of their debt and forgiving them for it. Why does he do that? Number one, he wants us to be a reflection of him. Number two, he, he, he's concerned about what unforgiveness will do for, to us. Number three, he don't want us walking around here like no hypocrites acting like we godly and acting like we're practicing the principles of God and acting like we holy when in essence we are practicing hypocrisy. What does it say? And when you pray, don't be like the who? The hypocrites. What's a hypocrite? A hypocrite is an actor. He is a person or she is a person that acts like one thing on the outside but on the inside, they're really something else. They act like they love you, but in the inside, they can't stand you. That's a hypocrite. And Jesus says, in our lives, we are to be authentic. If we are really going to connect with him in prayer, there is no sense of coming up in there, saying one thing and doing another. Secondly, there is no sense of you coming up in there asking for grace, asking for mercy, asking for forgiveness, and then you don't have the willingness, you lack the willingness to give what you received. What did you do? What do we do to get forgiveness from God? Ask for it. What did we do for Christ to die for us? Need it. God willingly, graciously, gives us forgiveness. And what he says, no strings attached. I want my children to be children who walk in forgiveness. I want my children to walk just like I walk. And if they say that they're going to do it, then they need to do it. If they say they mind, then they need to walk in forgiveness. Otherwise, I ain't got nothing to do with you. Because you're walking up in here, hypocritin'. Walking up in here saying one thing to my face, asking me for something, and then giving something back. You want to see, you want to see how that's illustrated in the Bible even more? And now, wait a minute. Let me show you something before I go to this. Before I go to this passage, um, go back to um, verse fourteen. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Statement of fact. No way around it. 
I went back the past week, and I'm like, he couldn't mean that. You mean tell me he ain't going to forgive me my stuff if I don't forgive somebody else? No, that ain't what that meant. I went back, and I researched it every which way I could. I broke the phrase down in every way I knew how. I went to my commentaries. I went everywhere. I read papers that other people have written about this passage. I went back to the professors and everybody that I knew because I said to myself, it can't mean that. And guess what I came to the conclusion of? It means exactly what it says. If you don't forgive, he ain't forgiven. That don't mean nothing about your salvation. That means something about your relationship. Your salvation, you didn't have to earn that. There's nothing you have to do for that. You ain't got to work for it at all. When you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Bam, you in. But you walk with Christ. You get cut off. You damn up the will of your blessing when you walk in unforgiveness. You got some people that you ain't forgiven. You got some circumstances that are still weighing on you. And you're not and you're wondering why you sick or you're wondering why your money is funny or you're wondering why you're in the position that you're in. You have damned up heaven. You have messed up the flow. God, God wants to bless you, but you just jigging that unforgiveness up in there, and you, as they say, instead of you being on an open heaven, you done stopped all the flow with your disobedience towards forgiveness. Oh man, that's a mess. Go over to Matthew eighteen. I'm gonna show you something. Because Jesus wasn't through talking when he told us how to pray. He, he had some stuff for us there. Look at this. Uh, go, Matthew 18, I believe it is. This is what I was looking for. Two things. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I think we'll end the night right here. Look at, look at Matthew 18, verse 15. I'm, I'll probably have to stay over here for a little while. If your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault, just between the two of you. If he listens to you, you have won your brother over. But if he will not listen, take one or two others along, so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to, to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, treat him as you would a pagan or a tax collector. I tell you the truth. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, there am I with them. So what, 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 what's, what's being said here? What's being said here is simple. God is trying to show us that we must work towards reconciliation to bring it, the power of agreement about. What does it say? What are you saying there? What time is it? 7.51. Okay, thank you. Um, to, to, to walk in a spirit of agreement and that we have to work to be in agreement. It is our job to go about initiating that forgiveness and reconciliation. Now, this goes beyond forgiveness because there's a difference between forgiveness, reconciliation, and restoration. It's a process. 
but the first stage in restoration is forgiveness. And that, that's more for you than for anybody else, and that is releasing that thing. Now, look, remember we were, where we were before we jumped over here? We, we were talking about if we don't forgive, then God don't forgive. If we don't forgive our brothers, if we don't forgive people who have ought against us, um, that we're hypocrites and that God does not forgive us because he's not going to play a game with us. Look at this. Then Peter came to Jesus. Look at verse 21. Uh, I'm Matthew 18, verse 21. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times. Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. The servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay you back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when this, that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. Ouch. Forgiveness is an act of mercy. Forgiveness is an act of grace. Forgiveness is a command of God. And God is telling us those who have offended us, those who have wronged us, he doesn't make any exception at all. He says, I want you to forgive them. You want to be released from torture. You want to be released from the pains that you suffer. You want to be released from physical as well as spiritual uh, 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 um, diseases. You've got to practice forgiveness. This is the beginning of the sturdy word. There's a lot more. There is a lot more. But before we end tonight, I want you. I want you to begin to get let the grace of God flow into your life, the forgiveness of God to flow into your life by looking at that one and, at, and saying, I forgive you. I'm just dealing with the one. And after we get off tonight, I want you, I want you personally to pray by yourself wherever you are and begin to ask the Father, ask him, God, where is the 
areas of my life where I'm walking in unforgiveness? What offenses am I carrying around right now against other people? What arts do I have? Because I can't really pray and ask you to forgive me when I'm walking around here in a position of unforgiveness. Eternal God, our Father, it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And we thank you for this part of the teaching. We pray, oh God, that even now as you release us from this space of learning, that you will walk us through your word, that you will teach us and train us how to forgive, that you will walk us into that place of abundance, that you will walk us into that place of life, that you walk us into that place of forgiveness, that we might begin to participate in your love, that we might spread your love and your grace and your mercy, that we would wash off all of this mess that's on us and begin to reflect your love throughout the land. You've said that we are the light of the world. and We're not to be hidden, and we've hidden your love behind our hatred. We've hidden your love behind our unforgiveness. We've hidden your love and and we've declared guilty what you have declared to be free. Oh God, help us to go about and walk in the authority that you have given us by telling men, women, boys, and girls, your sins are forgiven. We ask that you would do this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, as I do every week, I want to leave you with the blessings of God. Um, and you need to be prepared. Before we get off, let me, man, before I give you this blessing, I want you to do one last thing for me. Tell him you forgive him again. Say, I forgive you. you you've been receiving God's forgiveness. Just tell him, I forgive you. I forgive you. Say it again. I forgive you. And then say this. Start practicing this. Start practicing walking up on people saying, you know, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. I forgive you. Your sins are forgiven. Jesus Christ has forgiven you. Isn't that something? You've got that power. We want it released. Look, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face smile upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. That's for you, household, for everyone you come into contact with. Remember, you've been forgiven, so it's time for you to forgive. God bless you. Thank you for being with me tonight on the Word on Wednesday. And my prayer for you is that you walk in absolute forgiveness. Bless you and have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.